Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And a, uh, a good morning to you. Um, boy, that sounds whatever. I guess it sounds good. It's just that in, in relationship to the, and now, Lynn Cullen, or whatever he says. Anyway, hi. It's uh, God knows what. I don't know. It's the 21st and uh, of March. And um, we've got a guest coming in, <coughs> evidenced by this lonely mic sitting here. And it's senior writer uh, Ryan Dito of uh, City Paper who has a passion and uh, a great deal of information about transportation. Not exactly a sexy subject. However, uh, lots of stuff going on now uh, here uh, in terms of funding for public transit, in terms of uh, this hyperloop that uh, people are gaga over in Harrisburg, the turnpike raising rates and not paying what it's supposed to be paying to PennDOT to fund public transportation, um, all kinds of stuff going on that doesn't really get our attention and is really important stuff. The kind of stuff that probably tells us more than any other subject how difficult it is uh, to expect government to look down the road. No pun intended, but that word, down the road. Uh, because of the kind of uh, infrastructure that we spend billions of dollars on now will be the infrastructure that we got 20 years from now. And it might well be that that will be outmoded, right? The way things are changing and changing so rapidly. So it's a, it's a subject that normally, you know, I sort of, my eyes are all around in my head, but I started reading uh, some of what Ryan has been uh, writing. And uh, 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 this is a, it's a big subject. So we'll hope he wanders in here in, uh, in about a half hour's time. Meanwhile, it's just uh, you and me, um, not a, I don't know what to talk about, the, uh, the Rossfeld trial, the cop killer, cop, not cop killer, the killer cop, I'll get that right, um, who took out that, every time I see Antoine Rose's picture, I literally get ill. You know how a face can tell you so much? It is such an open, beautiful face. And by all accounts, a wonderful, wonderful kid. And he's dead. And in testimony yesterday, we have a witness telling us that right after he shot the poor kid, and didn't immediately go to his aid, let him just lie there face down, and then handcuffs him. What? Is that what he handcuffs him? That Rosfeld, the cop, the witness said, kept saying, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't... I don't know why he seemed, you know, just, he was freaked out, right, because he acted on impulse. He didn't act as a professional, trained police officer would act, and in fact, he had no training, next to no training at all. So that trial's going on. Uh, there's a really big police presence downtown today. I don't know, is that... It seems even bigger than it was the last few days. I'm not sure why that is. There's been no trouble at all um, about the trial. Is it is that NCAA wrestling tournament 
here? Is that part of what's happening? I can't tell what's happening. Anyway, there's cops on, uh, seems like on every corner around here. And there are, um, there was a big, and I mean big, dump, literally, dump of horse shit uh, right in the middle of William Penn Way where I was, uh, I tried to get my car directly over and I didn't want to go through it. So I guess the, the, hor the police horses are out uh, as well. Today is the start of the NCAA wrestling uh, tournament. That's what I thought. So maybe that has to do with traffic control and who knows what the hell else, but it's crazy out there. Okay. Um, I'm just doing little tidbits here. I'm not speaking much about the, the trial because you know what? All I want to talk about is the dead kid. And he has no, here's the thing about murder trials. The victim has no standing. <laughs> the victim has no standing. The victim doesn't have anyone in that, tri in that courtroom really representing them. Think about that. You have the defendant, in this case, the cop, and he has his knight in shining armor, Patrick Thomasy, who's his uh, defense attorney. And then on the other side, you don't have the dead kid saying, you killed me, and, you know, having those two. No, you have the district attorney who is representing the Commonwealth or, no, in this case, the county, right? Representing the people, not representing the victim. There is no voice for the victim. And I read somewhere that Antoine Rose's mom was saying, I, I want the jury to know who he was. What an extraordinary kid this was. And by all accounts, yes, made one mistake in his life, got in one car he shouldn't have. Yeah. I was older than Antoine Rose when I got in a car I shouldn't have. And that involved a gun. It's something I've blotted out of my head so much that I'm not even sure anymore that it happened, but I know it did. I was a freshman in college trying to get some pot. And I got in a car with another idiot kid. We got in the back seat. We had our money. <laughs> the guys in front took our money. And they didn't give us anything, but they pointed a gun, man. See, that was a stupid thing. I was 19 years old. That was stupid. That was a mistake. Here I sit, an old lady. I didn't die. Anyway, I don't even know if the jurors ever will hear about him, about his kindness, about his dreams. I have heard from more than one person in my life who knew someone who was close to Antoine Rose, more than one, <coughs> one who worked with him. And by all accounts, and that's what you hear over and over again, what a great kid. Anyway, I can't bear it. I, as I've grown older, I've gotten more fragile in some ways 
in that <coughs> I find it almost impossible to look re- parts of reality square in the face. I really do. It it like maybe it's because I'm I'm a mother now. Maybe it's because I I, I have no idea, but I can't. I can hardly bear to read the stories. It's why I've been quiet about this. <coughs> the other uh, local story that might be of some interest, which I haven't addressed for a while, is uh, has to do with our Allegheny County Controller, Chelsea Wagner. <laughs> who has now been charged by Wayne County uh, authorities uh, in Detroit of uh, uh, two felony counts, charged with two felony counts, uh, I believe resisting and obstruction, resisting and obstructing uh, the police. And those are felonies. Her husband... Uh, has been charged with uh, two misdemeanor accounts, counts. And um, the more I read about this, means that that's going to trial. I mean, or, or unless there's a settlement, so they've got to both head back to Detroit at some point and be uh, fingerprinted, photographed, arraigned. The one interesting thing I saw is that, um, and this doesn't have to do with the trial, this has to do with how this story is not resonating in any real way that anyone can discern here. (laughs) It's not like we're all, oh my God, Chelsea Wagner, felony counts, and it's like nobody cares. I think this doesn't harm, I think what I'm trying to say is, this doesn't appear to harm her politically. You know, she's running in an election right now. Uh, I believe no opposition, which might mean that that's why she's not going to get it. But I, I don't, you know, she's viewed here as a scrapper, as somebody who does, like, thumb her nose at... Uh, at the powers that be Um, and I think that's her reputation here and this whole story out of Detroit just seems to you know where people around here say yeah Chelsea no harm no foul nobody got I mean I think at base this is a story about uh, well I think they were a little drunk (laughs) it's what I think the cops screwed up and didn't didn't take a breathalyzer or anything, so they've got no standing. They just said they were drunk, but there's no proof of that. Uh, my guess is is uh, she goes to trial and she gets off. Uh, my guess, and we we have no idea how much uh, race played um, in this story. The fact that she's a white woman married to a black man, have no idea. She and he are telling really a pretty different story uh, than the cops are. And you have dueling videos. It's, you know, I don't know. I I think it's interesting that I don't hear people talking about it. Whatever. Um, What else we got? Yeah. Oh, I finally saw the... uh, It won an Academy Award, didn't it? Um, <coughs> um, but it wouldn't have been document documentary. The documentary winner was Free Solo, a beautifully shot uh, thing about an asshole. Frankly, if you ask me, I mean, I. The only thing that took away from uh, that movie is the guy that we're forced to follow <laughs> up El Capitan. I mean, just a jerk. 
to my mind. Um, but this one has to do, the one about menstruation. Didn't that win a something? It did. And it's called uh, period, end of sentence. <laughs> or end of sentence, period. I don't know, period, end of sentence. I watched that and, oh, oh my God. Um, not surprising, but what it does is remind you of how a basic function of women's bodies, the very reason that women's bodies are magical, I mean, as part of the whole process of how women can grow children in their bodies and then push them out into the world. It won short subject documentary. And, and, and it focused just on um, a particular uh, program in, um, in India. And, and you know, you could have done that story here. I happened to also watch Amy Schumer's uh, new stand-up routine, which she did. Um, she's very pregnant right now. And, and she, she says in it, you know the one great, the best thing about being pregnant? No periods! <coughs> and then she talks a little bit about periods. But in the documentary, it is so clear that girls and women have been taught from day one to feel shame about menstruation. I mean, think of what, I don't know what you guys called it, but when I was growing up and I got it, it was called the curse. Um, or some people would, you know, have these words for it, like, uh, my monthly. I've talked about how women in Nepal regularly die because when they have their periods, <coughs> they are banished from their homes. <coughs> you imagine that. Once, once a month, you're banished and you have to go eat, sleep, and live in a hut, a t unheated hut somewhere. And the women bring their children with them because God knows the guys back in the house ain't going to take care of the kids, I guess. Huh? I don't know. Um... It is just amazing. Stop and think. More than half of the world's population has this happen monthly. And in almost every culture, you can't talk about it. It's taboo. In my own religion, not that many most Jews practice this, but in my own religion, uh, an Orthodox Jewish woman, for instance, her husband cannot touch her. You cannot touch a menstruating woman. She's contaminated or something. She's foul. And it's why Orthodox men don't like shake hands with uh, women because they don't know if she's menstruating. Um, I, and then hearing Amy Schumer talk about it, it wasn't much different than what I'd seen in these with the girls in um, India. And how women all over the world don't have access to sanitary napkins. Oh, Schumer was talking about that. How in her audience she could tell when she was talking about pads, napkins, how so many of the younger people in the audience didn't even know what she was talking about. <coughs> um... 
I, you know, you, we talk about women's position and how we're discriminated against and how we're harassed and paid no attention to and all this and we're always having to fight. And you realize at this very basic level, we're thought to be dirty, shameful. And that goes in the United States, and that goes in India, and that goes in Tibet. It goes all over the world, right? Women. I don't know how you, it's like racism, right? How do you start fixing something with that much power, with that much history behind it? I don't know. By the way, uh, the women in India, it was about, these women ended up making their, they, they, they formed, they, they make uh, sanitary pads. And um, the women who couldn't at first even talk about periods uh, now have a going concern. And uh, by the way, if you want to, Support that. It's the padproject.com. Just saying. <sighs> so, where are we? I, I have no idea. I'm all over the place again today, aren't I? It's okay. Uh, Trump with uh, McCain is, I, I, I mean, really, I think. Uh, growing uh, evidence that he's off the rails. Uh, there is no way that anybody who supports him in the Republican Party uh, thinks this is uh, helpful to continue these attacks on a dead war hero. I mean, uh-uh. And he can't help himself. He was at this event, right, yesterday in Ohio. And he just, it's got to be in his head so much, he just goes off on this rant. And when you watch it and you look at him and you think, I mean, all your only reaction can be, my God. I mean, you're, you're sick. You're pathetic. You need help? It's really extraordinary. Um, little Tony writes, um, excuse me, I lost my thing. Um, if there were another Democrat running against Chelsea Wagner, I would vote for th them. Well, that you know that's true. So if she had a if she had a challenger, oh, but you're saying in the primary, but what if it were a Republican? Would you vote for a Republican? <laughs> now that we've all vowed never again to do so, um, running against, I would vote for them. She has embarrassed herself beyond belief. What an entitled, obnoxious, poor excuse for a county official. See, I haven't heard anybody voicing stuff like that. Her husband as well. He put his wife in this situation. Well, yeah, I, but, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He wanted to get up to their hotel room. He didn't have the, the thing uh, that he actually needed to use the elevator. I mean, if you've ever been in a hotel where you can't even get in the elevator without using your 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 key I'll call it a key um, so he didn't have that and then when he asked for another to get into his room 
he was denied because his name, they have sep uh, different names, his name was not on the registration. But, I mean, stop and think. <laughs> Why wouldn't the people at the desk uh, ask him for his, like, driver's license, right? And then check his information out with what they had on her. Maybe, didn't they have her address? Maybe they didn't have her address. Wouldn't there be some way to prove that they're a couple? I don't know. I don't... At any rate, all I can say about the whole thing is it's a bunch of people not behaving well or wisely and alcohol's involved and maybe some racism. That's all I have to say. I don't know. And um, even if she were convicted... Um, I don't think she'd get any time. Um, and however, though, if she's convicted, it could be that there will be uh, calls for her to step down because being a convicted felon, I think sort of takes you out of the running for holding elective office uh, in Pennsylvania. So um, there's a lot riding on it, I guess, for her to not be convicted. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So I have, I'm trying to look up my time, and I just saw Ryan go that away, didn't I? Okay, so he's probably coming in, and he's probably, and flag him down if he, like, because he's, like a lot of people with a lot on their minds who's thinking all the time, he can be, you know, sort of forgetful. He can walk right by here and forget, he's my guest. Um, let me just use the, the time I have left, even though I have other things I want to talk about, um, to remind you again about this restaurant deal going on, uh, Taste 30 Picks Pittsburgh, or TastePGH30.com. <coughs> TastePGH, uh, uh, that's not him, uh, <laughs> Taste3030pgh.com. Go there and you'll see this list of all of these uh, restaurants um, that are all offering um, a, a more than one course meal, all of the meals under uh, 30 to $39. And uh, the, all the restaurants see this as an opportunity to show off some of their best stuff that you might otherwise not uh, be able to enjoy. Or I don't I can't remember where that sentence started. Damn, that happens a lot. Um, you know, when I get I see a lot of people my age who, when that happens, you lose track of a sentence because your something else comes into your head and it distracts you, and then you go back and you can't figure out where you were, and you're not in the habit of scattering breadcrumbs, uh, you know, in your head. And I. Um, I just want to say that it's really great uh, to have a young person in your life, as I do, a 20-something, because it happens to him, too, okay? Was that him? Well, what, he went into the bathroom and got lost? Okay. <coughs> uh, but it happens to him, too, you know. I don't know if... It happens that thing where you walk and you purposely walk, purposefully walk into, you know, the kitchen, and then you get there and you think, "Why did I come in here? <laughs> what was that?" And um, I don't think that happens, but you know, losing train of thought and uh, not remembering where his—that's not him either. Hi, Justin. Jesus H, that's Justin. I, I can introduce everybody in the in city paper here to you at some point. Oh, and I, I just wanted to check because I've been I've been turning that waste management huge garbage thing every day that I come in. It's right back where it was waste or whatever it is Pittsburgh recycle whatever. Um, and I I just realized when I look back that I hadn't done that today, but it seems like it's still 
where I put it last. Okay, I'll st this is silly. Um, little Tony writes back, Lynn, since the dawn of Trump's presidency and the Republicans' party acceptance of his presidency, I can promise you I will never vote for a Republican as long as I live. I will never forgive them for this. It has been, if I... If I had been a Republican, I would have changed parties. Have us pull up a seat there, Mr. Dito. Okay. Okay. Um, and I just quickly, uh, just to get an email in here, uh, 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 Beth writes, uh, may I remind little Tony that Chelsea was the first politician and only elected official for some time who was strongly opposing the division uh, b between Highmark and UPMC, thus causing the health crisis uh, no I don't think so I don't I'm know not that, sure about I don't, that I don't either. know if there's any cause and effect there. I don't know if there's cause and effect but you're she, she's saying she was on the wrong end of it I guess that I'm not I've, remembering I, I have not heard that opinion that being okay. against the merger or being against those two entities has a cause division but hey okay but that's not what we're yeah, talking about anyway Beth says it's because of her that Attorney General Shapiro has filed suit against them yeah, maybe Both. it's just written wrong. Maybe it's like basically like because I think oh. I feel like you know Chelsea has been. Oh, so um, she's saying yeah, we're getting the wrong impression that she's saying that Chelsea result is helpful. Helpful in, in, in Shapiro's. In, in Shapiro suit. pushing. Okay, got it. UPMC. That's what it sounds like to me. That's not necessarily your uh, bailiwick. Huh? I mean the UPMC thing. I I mean I covered a little bit. But you no, did. It's, it's not my it's not my it's so confusing to me i just know it's wrong <laughs> i mean it's just so clearly yes it, well, i mean it's definitely one of those things where like you know shapiro actually in his in his in his lawsuit kind of says it best that they're not really acting like a charity no, uh, oh <laughs> no this is an odd charity <clears throat> okay uh this is ryan dito he's been here before yes um <clears throat> Oh, I'm th thank thank you. Russ tells me I was saying that if uh, if Chelsea was convicted of these two felony counts, then I think felonies they're felonies, they're felonies. Uh, I haven't been reading enough, I guess. <laughs> felonies. He, he for, got uh, charged with misdemeanors. Yeah. She got charged because she interfered uh, with the cops. Disorderly he, conduct can be a felony, or, or no, what? no, that's the a misdemeanor the count. She was charged with uh, interfering with oh, the police, okay. and uh, yeah. something else with them, and uh, that rises to a felony. So okay. I was saying, I think if she got convicted, she would have to step down because I don't think felons are allowed to hold elective office. Hmm, that's a good here. question. See, I'm giving you all kinds of yeah. story <laughs> ideas. I wonder if that, but does but it, then here does it the matter if it's a different state? There you go, yeah. because Russ just emailed me and said, the charges are not felonies here. Yeah. Her job and pension would not be affected. Okay, so assuming, I just assume my audience knows everything. Yeah, I don't know that one. I don't no. know the answer to that question. I, is Ryan in the shot? Okay. I, I can scooch over if that's Thank you. I mean, okay. I was, I, I like sort of cozying up yeah, to people cozy. guests. So I was telling people earlier that you were coming on and um, and that you really, uh, this is a passion for you, these transportation issues. Yeah, I, think, I, I mean, I can see that. I think over the last few weeks I've uh, grown uh, maybe a little bit more passionate than I already was. But yes, it's been, but it's, it's been paying off. I mean, the stories have been really popular. So um, yes, transportation but in I, Pennsylvania. I just want to say that, but for most of us, you bring up the word, and we'll be discussing transportation issues. And everybody, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's not sex. It's not sexy. No, I remember, uh, I remember when um, Trump was picking his cabinet, and I was watching Meet the Press, and Chuck Todd was talking about how there was a little bit of pushback in voting for Elaine Chao as the transportation secretary. And, I mean, he was like, transportation secretary? Why is there controversy over this? <laughs> Like, who I, cares? I, I actually kind of rolled my eyes at that moment. But, yes, a lot of people, that is, like, the, like, main consumption of, like, oh, yeah, this doesn't matter. Of course it matters. It's it like matters. get around. It I matters mean, if, like, people can get to their jobs. <laughs> yes. Um, I was at a dinner party the other night, and somebody actually brought up the fact that with uh, Penn Plaza and, you know, like, all of those 
pe- people lived there. Yeah. And those people got pushed out. And this happens all the time. So they're pushed out. Yep. And they're pushed beyond, often, where public transit is anything to uh, talk about. Yeah, and to so aspire to, they're aspire pushed to. into areas where they can't get to their jobs. Yeah, a lot of people who have, um, <coughs> I mean, you know, concerning Penn Plaza or just, you know, East Liberty uh, as a whole, a lot of the people um, have been pushed out to Penn Hills, to McKeesport. These places have transit, but it's much, much worse. You're talking about walking, uh, sometimes a mile. Uh, like through what is basically a suburb um, without sidewalks sometimes, uh, waiting that's for right. a bus that's incredibly infrequent that only comes during, <laughs> during you know, commute times that doesn't come, I'm talking about once every hour, these kind of things. Wow. Like, yeah. Whereas in East Liberty, <laughs> their transit uh, access was good and, and, and was, you know, every... Well, every that's where I minutes. get on. That's where I, I get on at East Liberty okay. on the bus, uh, on the busway. On the busway, yeah. On the busway. busway. And my God. Boop, 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 yep. boom. You're done. Every just, few seconds, ten minutes down. The, I yep. know. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. when mass transit works. Yes, and the busway is is uh, <coughs> is the most efficient route we have. It actually makes money for the Port Authority, which is insane. That like uh, that you would have a route that actually brings in revenue for wow. public transit yeah. system because public transit is. Uh, a, on a whole, supposed to be a subsidized public good. It's not really supposed to bring in money, but this route actually does. I, I um, someone I know, um, found out that I take the bus, and and her response was, <laughs> "Yeah, we've got a ways to go." What you know, it's really a shock. Yeah. And what is that about? I, and I was thinking, what is that about? Mm. Um, is well, that about sort of people like us don't take? The bus is that like well, there's um, a lot. You know, yeah. you have the means. You have a car. You, but there's a thing like you. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma around riding the bus. There um, is. It's tied to a lot of things. It's tied to a stigma against poverty, a stigma against black people. Um, I agree. That like that 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 stigma still holds true. It's it's starting to fade away a little bit more, especially as more people have kind of seen the benefits of living in the city. Not like a huge amount of people, but. But, you know, more people. And um, so, yeah, I'm sure when you tell people you ride the bus, they just look at you. But but honestly, the busway, which is crazy cause, because you ride the busway, that basically acts as a subway. I mean, that's it a, is. It, it's the same thing, except exactly. it's not on rail, um, right. which actually makes it better because it can go out and serve these communities like Penn Hills. It can get on and off the busway. That's rail right. Rail is stuck on the line. That is true. It, it is. not get off of that's it. That's true. And so there, uh, I have a whole... Actually, in a couple weeks, I have a whole article talking about busways, so I really hope people pick it up. Uh, um, but yes, like there, there is so much to our busway system, which is, in fact, the most extensive busway system in America. What? Yes, it is. I know. It's, it's, what? Yes. I, know. I mean, I'm, I'm really shocked. Yeah, well, we actually have three busways. We have well, the East Busway, we have the West Busway, <laughs> and the South Busway. Um, the South is probably the least, uh, it's the smallest. And where does it, from where to where? It actually runs parallel to the blue line, oh, okay. um, you know, in the South Hills. <coughs> and, but it, it doesn't really function the same way as the other busways. It mostly just is so it can get through traffic and then serve those, like, uh, you know, communities like Baldwin. And, um, and the other one you mentioned is, is the with? West Busway, which actually heads out. Um, it, it begins near the West End Bridge, and from there it goes through... Um, Sheridan, um, what's that town that, uh, you know, Bill Cowers from, uh, someone to see. Well, no, I mean, it eventually goes to Carnegie and it goes through these other, these other, you know, West End communities, basically. When I take the flyer, the 28, do it, does it get on that? It goes on the West Bus. That's what I thought, because I was, I was, I did that and I, I was on it. I thought, where the hell am I? I didn't recognize anything. Yes. And it's it incredibly but underutilized because yeah. it it, um, it doesn't it it still has to go across the bridge so it hits a little bit of traffic but once it gets on that West Busway, it's fast. Yeah. I mean you can go from Carnegie to downtown in 20 minutes, and that's like the only other way you could do that is in a car without hitting any tunnel traffic. Like if 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 you hit any significant tunnel traffic, the bus is probably faster. Oh God! You know I just realized. This is such a huge subject. So where should we start? Okay. Can we start with the Turnpike Commission? Oh, absolutely. Because this is a whole other, not whole other, because I, okay, first of all, yeah. 
The Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission. Yes. Who's, who oversees that damn thing? Anybody? Or is it an independent? I think it is like I, it, a rogue independent. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I think a lot of people have that. Yeah. Um, they, I, I don't believe they respond. I don't. I don't. Be, I believe they are an independent commission. Actually, they do not. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't believe they answer to the governor. I don't either. Um, they. They. And how many people? There's like seven hundred thousand people on it. <laughs> I don't actually know the exact number. I. I. I heard that there are some somewhere in the hundreds of managers for this. Uh, for this entity, which. Which. In fairness, does do more than just the mainline turnpike. They also do the extension that goes up from um, Philly to uh, Scranton. They 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 run uh, some small highways out here, 376, um, from 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 the airport up to Beaver. Uh, they do the Montfayette Expressway, uh, which they're extending. Um, so, okay, yes. right, but mostly. We hate them. <laughs> They're not a well-liked <laughs> entity, I don't, I don't believe. Uh, so the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission, he, which is deeply in debt, yes. that's, million, how, I think. that's how fine they are at managing uh, their uh, resources. Yes. Okay. They are, by law, charged with making yearly payments yes. to... PennDOT. PennDOT, the Pennsylvania uh, Department of Transportation, mm -hmm. a different entity yes. that is to be used for mostly mass transit. Mass like transit and alternative transit. And like alternative bike as well, stuff, but yeah. mostly pet, mass yeah. mm -hmm. transit, right? Yeah, mostly mass, yes, mostly public transit. And it's a big hunk of money that these transit, I mean, in Pittsburgh here in Philly, I mean, absolutely rely on this influx oh, of money. I, I mean, actually my think God. the Port Authority might even rely on it more than SEPTA does okay. in Philadelphia, so it's probably more important to us. So the Turnpike Commission is supposed to give almost half a billion dollars, $450 million yep, correct. every year yep. to for these purposes. Yes. And not and also not just for Philly and Pittsburgh, Scranton. Yeah, you know, Altoona, Erie, yeah, 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 everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere that has any kind of public transit. Yeah, everywhere. And they haven't made this payment for what? Uh, three quarters now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah. And as I said before, they're deeply in debt. Yes. But what... So if they don't, that then is going to impact the ability of the bus system here and in all these other places yes. to function. Yes, and the reason that they haven't been paying it is, at least what they are saying, is because of a lawsuit that has been lobbied against them from the truckers from a truckers association. I don't know which which one it is exactly, that has basically put a lawsuit against them for raising their tolls, which they've done for 11 straight years. They're raising the tolls so they have the money, they say, to pay this 450 mil yes. every but year. Yes, but as I've reported in the past, they're also um, undergoing an extensive widening project of the Turnpike. And now, in fairness, the Turnpike is the oldest expressway in the country. That was the first. Yes. And so it's the first. That's expressway. how old it yes. is. And so they... they rightfully have to do some repairs to it definitely they have to repair it and in doing so in doing the repairs what they've told me is that they have to widen it so that they can maintain two lanes of traffic on either side of the roadway at all times and so basically so during their repairs there's always going to be two lanes instead of just one lane basically and so that's what they're saying because and so they're kind of in this catch-22 because because they're saying they have to do that because it is a luxury roadway. You pay a premium to ride on it, right? So if you're paying a premium and you're stuck in a one-lane thing behind a truck for, you know, 40 miles or 50 miles or whatever, wherever they're doing the construction, that kind of takes away the, like, luxury premium of it. But at the same time, they're just in this terrible situation <laughs> where, they, where they have to um, widen it when, you know, a group, uh, U.S. Perg, said they don't need to widen it. It's a waste of money. I, I think that's okay. a pretty easy argument to say that that's that. that and what what kind of money are we talking about? We're six talking point about nine billion. Okay. Yeah. Six point seven billion dollars sure. to widen it. Yeah. So okay, lessening the chances that you'll Get. have to. Say. However, my understanding is, and I guess Penn Perg, this uh, mm -hmm. advocacy mm -hmm. group that I give money to every month. <laughs> Um, they say that this kind of thing, all you have to do is look at every other place that 
has thought, well, we need to make another lane or two or three or four. Yes. And that that's always the answer. Yeah, widening, 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 widening highways. And I'm from California, so let me just say, oh, like, wow. I, could, I, could, I could say specifically that it definitely doesn't work. It doesn't in, work. In L.A., they've done it many times. There's a huge controversy over um, widening the 405 in Los Angeles, and they widened it. They still have congestion. Because and how many, wait, the 405, demand. let me see. We're not yeah. talking too measly. Oh, late. no, 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 no. no. You like get on one of those, and it's 12, like, yeah. 14, it's huge. I, it's ridiculous. Massive. There's like carpool lanes and there, everything. Yeah, there, there's like 700 million lanes, and they widen, and they think, well, this is still bumper to bumper, really hard to get around. Let's put some more in. And nothing changes. Why is that? There's though? a really simple concept called induced demand. And so when you widen, you induce more drivers to go onto the lane. And so the more drivers you have, then just leads to more congestion. So you could say that widening with the idea that it's not going to encourage more drivers doesn't make any sense. Why are you widening in it then? You know? Because, yeah. like, you would just be widening to say, oh, well, we'll just, you know, how we'll. we'll we have too many drivers on it now. If we widen it, then, of course, that number will stay flat and we won't have congestion. But every time you widen it, they go, oh, it's flowing pretty good. I guess I should take the turnpike this time. And then it would then, it then, it just, would then just clogs up again. Yes. Right. And at the same time, man, have, has any, I mean, I'm sure many people have been on the turnpike from Pittsburgh to Harrisburg. Oh, yeah. Have they ever run? Have you, has anyone ever run into congestion that wasn't caused by a, hor hor you know, a horrific but accident or, or, weather. or, or crash and, uh, yeah, or, or, or snow or something like that? Never. Like, like, you just don't have it. So, so it's, it, it's definitely one of those things where they're basically saying, well, they have to widen it so that they can maintain the, like, like the luxury level of the road. Fine. Fine. But. I don't know. Think of something else. You're I, thinking I the cost just does not. I mean, there's no way that that money uh, is being wisely spent. Well, on widening the highway, no. I mean, I would say that would be, I mean, just like, just as Penberg had said in their report, it's a boondoggle. Um, like, what's the point of widening when, one, it probably doesn't even need it now? And even if it did, even if it did, eventually that's probably just going to fill in if if you actually had growth, but we haven't, we don't have growth out here in the western part of the state. This is another thing that's so frustrating. We haven't seen sustained, like, growth for our population since like the '60s. Like, yeah. it, it's just, it's not something that you can really justify. You might be able to justify it in between Philly and Harrisburg, right, where you like have all these numbers. But even then, it'll probably just fill in anyway, and then it'll become a waste within 10 years. Um, so. Okay, so here, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm moving on because we've got so much. Yeah. I kept seeing in the last few weeks something about Hyperloop. Mm. And didn't the guys in Harrisburg just give some money? Yes. How much? The, million? Uh, two, two million for a feasibility two study. Two million. Handed just out already. Handed out to, to a private firm here in Pittsburgh, actually. Well, it's a, they have a Pittsburgh office called ACOM. Um, and ACOM is an engineering firm that has done engineering on Hyperloop prototypes. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Hyperloop, it doesn't exist. That's true. There is no place in the world where you can go and see how it's working. And Pennsylvania being such a f out there in the forefront, I can't imagine. <laughs> we, that's our motto. First, first to... First to First to implement every every new thing, innovation. Ah, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, especially so. Yeah, no, okay, we're, we're like the last so somebody did a hell of a sales job there to get that two mil. Oh sure. So the hyperloop is, is like, what moving goods and people at an extra in pods. It's actually incredibly simple if you think about it. It's really just a train or a pod that is within an enclosed vacuum sealed tube. Do you so know what that reminds me of? <laughs> and you're too young. Do you remember, I mean, old, old, because I mean, when I was a kid, this was already old. You would sometimes go into stores and the way that they were able to send something immediately. Yeah, to some, yeah. Well, they still have some of those. Oh, like wait, the like pharmacy, in the, like oh, pharmacy. Like they do, or like drive-by, or, yeah. or like drive-by, drive-in, drive-through. Fuck preposition, if I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you stick a thing in, and it you put it in, and it goes. Yeah, there's a. So that, yeah, there's a CVS okay, okay. in Oakland that, that you, you have a drive a drive through okay. pharmacy, and you can Got get it. your. Okay, your so that's <laughs> it. Yeah, used to be. Well, it's like the Jetsons, kind of. You know. So think of that. 
Only you're the person being you're you're being put in yeah. the vacuum tube and being shot to Philly. <laughs> well, I mean, really, the concept is really Hi. simple. It's just yeah. like a high-speed rail, except they're eliminating wind resistance. That's the only that's the that's like the main yeah. reason why it would be able to go faster. But where like let's. In America, please, let's focus on our high-speed rails. We don't have any high-speed rails. Why can't we? So, so why? That's the thing to do. The rest of the world is so ahead of us on yes. this. High-speed rail. Yeah. That's something we do know. Yes. That and it something works. That's been successful in and Europe, it's in all Japan, over the in China. Place. Yeah. Even, even China has a maglev, which, which you know, we hear oh, maglev yeah. and we go, oh, God, yeah. maglev. But, but, but even so... That has actually been implemented. That is actually the fastest train in the world is a maglev train in Shanghai. Okay, so that's a that uses um, a mag magnetic yes, yes. It's levitation. basically floating above. Yes, <laughs> it the, floats above yeah, it. Pretty cool. Okay, that's pretty cool. Those things are already out there. Yes, you don't need yes. to stuff people into vacuum tubes. No, to to like, right. and also uh, I should also say again it. Hyperloop does not exist. It, there's only been prototypes that have been tested in Nevada desert, basically. And those prototypes, even the fastest one, is still slower than basically every high-speed rail. It, well, then it, why does anybody... I, why because, because, because we're dumb. Because, <laughs> because the state... Because lobbyists. Because yes, people exactly. get you... I know, because in, in, people... In the same way money. Skybus and, yeah. you know, and Maglev, which, again, Maglev does actually exist now, so it's kind of a bad example. But, but at the same time that that we get sold these things as instant fixes. And this is where this is where transportation really becomes important. And because of our because of our general either lack of interest or ignorance towards transit, we get sold a, a, a bill a, of goods. A, a bill of goods consistently. Oh, right. oh Hyperloop. Oh this. Well, where the heck are we gonna put Hyperloop? It needs to be flat. We don't have flat parts in the state. They they've done high speed rail studies, many actually for our existing rail line from Pittsburgh to Harrisburg. The reason it, it's not worth it is because that route is so mountainous and, and, and curvy. There's, the, there's a, the famous Altoona curve. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can't put a high-speed rail there. It, so it, we can't. You know, it'll only save you like 15 minutes or something. It'll cost you a ton of money. It'll save you 15 minutes. I have a very <laughs> – I have an idea. Oh, and yeah. I, and let's I, hear and it. Again, I'm, not, right. I'm not a <laughs> lobbyist. I'm not a legislator. But your please idea? listen, everybody. Um, if we're going to widen the turnpike anyway, if they're going to widen it, they basically say they have to. And honestly, they have a good – they have a decent reason why they have to. It, I mean, you want to talk about lawsuits that would come up if they were what – if they were redoing the turnpike and it had to be one lane for 50 miles or 60 miles and you still had to pay $8, you know, $30 to cross the state or whatever, that would be infuriating for people. People would be like, oh, so now I actually do have congestion for 50 miles and I'm still paying this premium. I'm not even going to take it basically. And and so, if you're going to widen it anyway, why not work something out? Why not get creative and think of using that extra widening space to install high-speed rail? Why not? I mean, you could you could then lobby for federal funds, which could help the Turnpike Commission get out of debt. How much how much how much is the Fed how much are the Feds giving to California right now? You know, um, you know, for their high-speed rail. You know, and stupid President Trump is like you know complaining about it, but whatever. But still, the money there are programs to do that. Basically, so you could lobby and say, "Hey, we're widening this highway anyway. It's going to be a much flatter, faster right of way. We already have technically stations at the rest stops. You know, like why not? Why not think of something creative? I don't. I don't know if that's a possibility, but man, wouldn't it be cool to have the energy of our legislators, of our Turnpike Commission, going to something that could, that that actually sounds like something that could be implemented over giving two million dollars to a tech company that." Well, I mean, we've seen yet. the we've seen the you know these sort of breathless reports that are uh, being written. Hyperloop. Yes. Imagine. Wait, I think I even had one right here. Um, <laughs> oh, forget it. That's endless. I'm not going to try to slog through that. Um, okay. God, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Let's get so the hyperloop is bullshit. Pretty much. And yeah. money not well spent, even for the. Whatever. That's two million dollars in the pockets of this company here. Yeah, throw in the trash. I would say. I say it's. I yeah, would say yeah, it's yeah. two million dollars yeah. in the trash. Right. Right. So <laughs> they'll give us so. a nice report, and there'll be a bunch of nice. Yeah. A bunch of nice headlines on KDKA. It's like, oh look, we're almost there. No, we're not. Okay, whatever. <laughs> we're not even close. We're so not even yes. close. I mean, give me a. I had an analogy that it's like inventing the grenade and saying, 
we're one step closer to the nuclear bomb. You know, like that's the analogy, basically. Like it, it just it doesn't even exist yet. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm very passionate about this. It's very frustrating. <laughs> he likes bike lanes. So <laughs> I'm sort of steering clear of the bike lane thing. <laughs> we don't have to talk bike lanes. Well, we might get to okay. it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I. Okay. So, uh, Amtrak. Yeah. Jesus H. I. First of all, yeah. I took Amtrak once. <laughs> I've also here. taken it once from Philly to here. Okay, well, yeah. I did it from here and went even further. I ended up in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay, you went to the D.C. route. Yeah, 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 right, okay. Yeah. I thought it was horrible. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought, that, I mean, first of all, I rode trains all the time yeah. in my youth. Yeah, yeah. They were wonderful. Yeah. They were amazing. Yeah. And this was a filthy, awful, stopped was going so slow and then stopped every five seconds it it seemed like and it took forever and it was awful and there's one train yes one train that's one of the biggest problems what the hell well it's all about our priorities like we we are uh, we have only increased probably since your youth um uh, a car a car dominated culture in which in which driving is the benefit everywhere and it's it's funny because if you think about it let's talk about the line from pittsburgh to dc slow through the mountains stops a lot oh i could have driven it like that i could but why but that's that's the question we need to ask ourselves why is it so much faster driving because we invested kajillions of dollars into building highways and interstates (laughs) that do that if we would invested even a fraction of that money in the rail into rail then maybe we would have had that. So it's all about, I, I would love my, your listeners, my readers, anybody in the region to just think about what exactly, why these are things the way they are. You can't just say, oh, well, here's how they are now. No, come on, we're critical thinkers, we're smart. We, we, can, we can judge things, we can look at history, you know? Well, I mean, yes, we're not, I think but, you but know. we're not. But we should be, you <laughs> know? Give me some evidence <laughs> of what you're talking about here. We, we right. should be, we should be thinking we're about capable. these things. Yes, we are capable to think of these things in the longer term. And so if we think about um, rail, investing in it, then there will be outcomes. It's the same, honestly, I'll bring up bike lanes. This is a perfect example, okay. actually. Go ahead. Because it's just like induced demand. Just like I said with widening a highway. You invest in the highway, more people will drive. You invest in bike lanes, more, more people, people will, will bike. bike. You invest in the rail, more people will rail. That, that's, that's right. That is just how it is. But we think, oh, well, let's just get by with a little bit. And there are a chorus of people calling. There's a reason that I've been writing these transit articles the last few, well, I've been doing it my whole career, but like especially the last few weeks, people have been responding to them they've been they've been really interested you invited me on your show it's an interesting topic you know they want something different but they have to realize that you have to understand the system and then you have to advocate for it you have to say give me my rail tell mike terzai tell tell your legislator tell the governor like you know tell these people like like well i i want this and instead what will happen if, if we don't then if we just let the status quo continue, we're just going to get more cars. We're going to get more highways. We're going to get more lanes. And then we're going to go, oh, I really wish I didn't have that. Guess what's that going to lead to? More traffic. It just will because more people will move out to Murraysville. More people will move out to Adams Township in you know, Butler County, and they'll have to build more highways there. And then as more people move there, it'll just be this slog, basically, where you get sudden traffic. And then we'll turn into L.A. We'll turn into Houston. We'll turn into these areas where we're not. We have a unique opportunity here in Pittsburgh because – we have these like old legacy like right-of-ways basically that could help us you know we have the busways we have these things we have these things that could make our region unique and uh it's uh demand it you know ask for it um and also bike lanes are really good by the way i just want to say that (laughs) they it's a safe alternative to get to work it's great you get a little workout you know you're looking at an old woman here i am not riding the my bike downtown would you well would you though if it was uh flat well it's that's that's see a thing. that's a well, big problem it, okay but we can put them in the flat areas right like why isn't like let's 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 look at the why uh, isn't there a bike lane on the busway 
That's a really okay. That's a, uh, a little more complicated answer. Because uh, then maybe I would. They yeah. Um, because I don't want to make mad the bike advocates that get asked this question constantly. Okay okay. Um, but they okay. yeah they um they they thought about putting it on initially, but they would have had to basically like widen it a little bit longer and in, in certain spots. Yeah. And because there was no bike advocacy at that time when they built it. Um, okay. It, it just didn't happen. Also, it would be a pretty crappy bike ride, I think. Because the whole idea about what's nice about being on a bike is that you want to be in the business district. You want to be able to stop. You want to be able to go, oh, I want a copy. Bam, right there. Hmm. So I, I, I think an interesting thing and something that bike advocates are actually calling for is extending the Penn Avenue bikeway through the strip. Like, why isn't that just extended all the way to Lawrenceville? That's flat. That's the whole way. But, you know, it'll take, it'll take away some parking spots and people will get pissed off. Okay, before he gets totally out <laughs> of his mind, I just looked at the clock and we're out of time. Uh-oh. But... Yeah. It was a good little introduction yes. to some of these issues. I hope people and we'll have different. to have you back to talk about bikes and stuff like that. Well, Is if you want, we can talk about busways when I uh, do a little bit more ways, of my research. Busways, bikes, bikes trains. That. Yeah, Let's, let's do, do it, it again all. because I really think this is a huge subject. That's awesome. I'm, really I'm very is. happy. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy too. Ryan Dito, senior writer, Pittsburgh City Paper. Thank you all so much, and I'll see you tomorrow. By the way, my guest tomorrow, Rob Rogers, cartoonist. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.